welcome back to Conscious Contemplation. Happy New Year 2024. I'm in, I know I'm very late to say that, but better late than ever. And this is when we're getting back into the podcast. I'm your host, Amelia Finn, and I really do intend to make this year my podcast more of a priority with more consistent and regular episodes as well as solo episodes of all that I've been contemplating lately. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed and regularly keeps up to date with the new episodes coming out. I really do appreciate it. I love to talk and get to know people and like today my podcast episode with Mike I just you know ran into him at Dragon Dreaming and this gave us another opportunity to connect and for me to learn from him all of his wisdom and boy does he have a lot of wisdom to share. Mike has spent the last eight years exploring healing modalities, eastern philosophies, spiritual practices, plant medicine and ceremonies. He has spent extended time in South America, China, India and other countries. Mike has immersed himself in the practices of Tai Chi, Qigong, various schools of yoga, various eastern philosophies and trained in several healing modalities such as Reiki, sound healing, breathwork, myofascial, energetic release. And yeah, well, I um, love sound healings myself personally. I always feel like I get a really big shift when I go into them, especially if my mind's racing around. I feel like the sound frequencies always ground me and I'm able to get some kind of release from it. If you would like to come to a sound healing here in Adelaide, I am running one with my beautiful friend Gabrielle and that will be February the 18th. So I will put that information in the description because if you want to experience all that Mike shares for yourself, all the benefits, all the sounds, then make sure to come along. All right, let's get into this episode. I hope you guys enjoy. As always, love to hear your feedback over on our Instagram. Hey, welcome to Conscious Contemplation, Mike from Anya Wellness. Thank you so much for coming on today. I was super excited to have you on when we met at Dragon Dreaming. How have you been since then? Yeah, good. Pretty busy. Um, yeah, a good solid three months of work after that that was pretty continuous. And so, yeah, just really appreciating some time off for this month and kind of getting back to my personal practice, which kind of puts it aside for a bit, enjoying uh, a bit of routine. Yeah. yeah. I hate routine, but I also love it at the same time. Like when you're in it day in, day out, you're like, ah, oh, don't want routine. But then when you're not in it, you're like, I need routine. So yeah, it's good to have it. Um, and to know that then you'll be probably traveling again in no time and having that spontaneity and adventure back. So Mike, um, let's talk about Dragon Dreaming for starters because that was my first kind of out there hippie bush doof and it really just changed my world for a little bit. It was something I think I needed. I had the best time. Um, it just opened my eyes to all the beautiful events that are out there in Australia that I didn't even know about. Was that your first time at Dragon Dreaming? Yeah, it was my, my first time there. It was awesome. 
Yeah, it was so good. And how did you get into running the sound healings there? Uh, it was through a friend, Tom, who was running the mindfulness coffee bus that was next to the space. And so, yeah, Tom needed some people to help out with the, the coffee, but he was also in charge of that space that was set up at the South Camp. Um, and so, yeah, the deal was could come, uh, help him out with the coffee, but then also have the opportunity to run some workshops. Yeah, how beautiful. And, yeah, I'm so grateful that we were able to meet there. And I had such a great time at your sound healing. You had a big variety of instruments, some that I hadn't actually heard before. So how long have you been doing sound healings? Uh, Since 2019. Yeah. And what's your favourite instrument out of all of them? Uh, I would probably say it's the gong. The gong, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's something there's something special about the gong for sure. Yeah. Just like do you see people's reactions when you play it? Like you see a physical change in the energy or is it more so just how you feel when you use it? Yeah, a little bit of both as well. Uh, it's definitely uh, I use it a lot in my own personal practice of having a meditation, can just sit and connect with it and play it and, and just get completely lost in it. And then, yeah, I think feedback-wise as well as, yeah, people always mention the gong, and especially in the one-on-one sessions, uh, I guess when the person has the gong right next to them is I've found the most powerful instrument to take someone on a journey with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to have a gong, gong one day. I know they're a bit of an investment, aren't they? Yeah, 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 for sure. But one day, for sure. And so we'll definitely talk about your sound healings today and like all your instruments and what sound healing can do because I know a lot of people still haven't even been to one or know about them. Um, but we also want to talk about your other personal practices and plant medicine, because I know you've had a big journey with all of those and on your wellness is actually from plant medicine, isn't it? The name. So do you want to explain that to people? Yeah. Anaya is. A Anaya. Shipibo- I'm sorry. Yeah. I said it wrong again. <laughs> Anaya. Yeah, is a Shipibo word, and of uh, the Shipibo are a tribe uh, from the Amazon in Peru that have a long history of working with ayahuasca. Um, and I guess when I was trying to think of a word that I would name my business at the time, I wasn't completely sure of all of the modalities that I would end up adding to the toolkit. Uh, so I didn't want to just have a name that was just locked into sound healing or sound healing and breath work. Uh, So something that was just encompassing uh, healing in general. Um, And I found it fitting that that was a word that came through while I was was thinking of a name considering that, uh, yeah, it's probably thanks to ayahuasca that I'm on this path and doing this work in the first place. Wow, and I've heard people have such different experiences on ayahuasca, so I'd love to hear some of yours. When was the very first time you ever experimented with that plant medicine? Uh, it was, yeah, 2014. Um, I was doing lots of study, just personal study of curiosity into 
yeah, the universe, the nature of consciousness and ayahuasca kept popping up in the books that I was reading. And it got to the point I was like, oh, I need to, I need to go see what this is about. And so, yeah, I went to Peru and went to the jungle with the Shipibo and, uh, yeah, did a, a nine day retreat there where we did five ceremonies and, uh, yeah, to say that it had a profound impact on me and my path is probably an understatement. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that I didn't realize that I was carrying so many wounds or that I had so much healing to do is I went down there with this idea of I'm going to expand my consciousness. I'm going to have kind of get all these learnings and wasn't really going down with the idea of like, oh, I need to heal this. I heal, need to heal that. And then yeah, as soon as we started the ceremonies, it was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I need to, <laughs> got a lot of work to do. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was a powerful, beautiful, and at times pretty rough <laughs> experience. But, yeah, definitely uh, lay the foundation and planted the seed for a lot of the things that I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. For people who don't know much about ayahuasca, can you just explain how the ceremony begins and the journey of it all? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess as far as how the ceremony looks, it depends who you're drinking with and uh, what lineage uh, you're you're working with. Uh, with the Shipibo, when, uh, it's essentially uh, you drink the medicine, the candle goes out, you're just in darkness, and then the Kundero will be singing Icaros, and so Icaros are these vibrational songs that the plants have taught them, and uh, each are calling in different energies, different healings. And so they're doing a lot of singing and then there could be one-on-one uh, healings with the mapacho, which is the tobacco from the jungle that they work with. Whereas uh, a lot of the work that I've done in South America with ayahuasca is with a family that uh, I suppose uh, following the, the red road, the Camino Rojo and, they're uh, set up and the way that they work with it is slightly different. And so they have a fire and a fire is a, a core aspect of it. And the, the space gets opened up with a tobacco, with a prayer. Uh, the space gets closed with a tobacco, with a prayer. Um, so I guess that the logistics of the ceremony itself really depends on, uh, yeah, the lineage of who you're working with. Mm-hmm. And how did you come back to reality after that experience, which is such a, you know, eye-opening experience that really transforms how you see the world? And then coming back to Australia, back into life, feel like that would be the hardest part. Yeah, for sure. And it's having, like, ex- spent extended time at a couple of retreat centres in Ecuador as well. And, uh, yeah, your transition back into normal life, in the beginning is can be difficult um especially if you get used to well for me uh, uh one of the most difficult things was getting used to having medicine family around you and uh yeah coming back to australia where at the time i didn't have so much medicine family here and i found that transition difficult as far as i don't think it changed my perception on the world or my worldview on reality in a sense of it more cemented what I was already thinking from 
kind of all the all the study that I'd been doing before I went. Um, but yeah, in that transition is the they say where the the real work is is yeah in ceremony it's work for sure, um, but you're getting these uh, these insights of where you can improve your life, whether it's showing you things that you should probably get out of your life or some things that you should be doing or bringing into your life. But unless you actually integrate that when you get back and do those things, then it just becomes this experience that you had in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, a little core of the work is for sure uh, integrating what you learn in the ceremony into your life. and. Yeah, sometimes it's easier said than done. Uh, but yeah, for sure, that's where the real work is. Mm. Did you have any, like, physical responses with ayahuasca, like purging or, like, emotional <laughs> shifts or all of them? Or, like, what was the highs and the lows of the journey that you remember? Um, yeah, it's hard to, I suppose, condense all of those experiences. Uh, yeah, I would say a bit of, a bit of everything, uh, <laughs> uh, for sure. Purging, I have probably thrown up enough for a couple of lifetimes for <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, that's just part and parcel of the process. And, um, I wouldn't say that I ever got to the stage where I enjoyed the process, but definitely became more comfortable and understanding of when you're throwing up, it's, it's, uh, it's not just a physical process. It's an energetic process, an energetic release. And so like a lot of the time you might be processing an experience in your life and say, for instance, there's a lot of guilt or shame or anger that's come up, coming up that'll tend to build and build and build and then just congregate. And then what? kind of you, you release it into the bucket and afterwards there's definitely a feeling of release, a feeling of lightness. Uh, yeah, still, still rough. Um, I'd say through my experiences, working with Aya is the whole gambit of emotions. Luckily, I, I wouldn't say that I've ever felt fear in a ceremony yet, but uh, definitely... Uh, crippling sorrow and pain and sadness and guilt uh, and anger. Uh, But then also like just states of joy and bliss and love. I've had ceremonies where every cell in my body is vibrating with love and there's just tears of love pouring down my face. Uh, And so yeah, just the whole the whole spectrum of emotions for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you think like you would be a really different person without that experience now, or do you think you would kind of be the same person but maybe not as open? Like, how do you think you before that experience compared to now shapes up? Like, would you recommend it for everyone, or do you reckon they could get the same results in their personality and their healing? Um, I wouldn't say that I recommend it for everyone. Uh, I would say most people. So Mm -hmm. 
uh, over the last few years, I've spent extended time working at a couple of retreat centers uh, and seen hundreds and hundreds of people come through. Uh, and I'd say a handful, you know, can't on one hand, the people that left know better than what they came. But I would say the, for the majority of people, there's going to be a benefit and that benefit might vary vastly. So on like a spectrum, on one end of the spectrum, some person might go there and drink once and just have this completely life-altering experience where someone else could go and maybe just get pointed in the right direction. Uh, and then you can have anything in between. Uh, but yeah, you got to be careful saying this for everyone because there's yeah, there's going to be there's going to be some people that I've seen personally. There's some people that that's just not their path. Um, mm -hmm. There's the other avenues of healing that they can go, but definitely yeah. I'd say for the majority of people, they're going to get um, some benefit from the process. Uh, obviously, a big part of medicine work is. Uh, finding somewhere safe to drink it because obviously when you're working with this medicine you're energetically wide open and so you want the person or people that are holding that space to be able to hold a safe energetic container for your life to go through your process and, um, I think when we hear of the dark side of ayahuasca when people get hurt is usually human error to do with how the space was held uh, so yeah, any advice to anyone that's thinking about going working with medicines, definitely put the time and effort into doing your research um, to find someone that who's going to serve you the medicine with love and with integrity and skill. Uh, and if you can tick off that box, then uh, yeah, for sure, for the vast majority of people, they're going to get some level of benefit out of it. Yeah, and I think for you and me, like, you were inspired to study consciousness. So was I, right? There was something within us that was like, we just want to know more about the universe, more about life. Like, why are we on this floating rock, right? Like, we were intrigued and we wanted to continuously open our mind and find out what we can. So that's why I called this podcast Conscious Contemplation because it's like I want to connect with people that want to keep exploring and are curious so anyone like that probably would have a good experience on or have a transformative transformational experience on ayahuasca because they got the kind of same intention of just like wanting to evolve and grow and all that kind of stuff so yeah maybe people that are closed off to that and don't care about that kind of thing wouldn't recommend it for them but yeah I um I enjoyed hearing that would you sit with ayahuasca again soon or do you have any plans to uh, yeah for sure uh, I would uh, I don't have any plans in the short term but uh yeah for sure uh, I'm definitely still open to work with the medicine I don't think that I have everything figured out yet or uh, I've completely healed myself uh, and some people ask, like, why, why do you keep going back and drinking? Like, surely if it works, you wouldn't have to keep going back. And uh, I think Aubrey Marcus used this analogy of uh, it's kind of 
you used a yoga analogy of you wouldn't question someone that kept going back to yoga classes and it's like kind of yoga for the mind and yoga for the soul and it's it's like yeah sometimes we go and we get these these healings that, that last but then we come back to a society that uh, is toxic in many ways uh, and then so I suppose another analogy we could use of just the same as you'd put your car in for a service every six months or a year or whatever it's like uh, just putting your soul in for a service and maybe getting a reminder of things that yeah you might have been shown before by the medicine but through time and life getting in the ways might not uh, have that at the forefront of your awareness and then just to go back and sit with the medicine is a nice reminder kind of i don't know just maybe you've steered off your path a little bit and it's just a nice little nudge to get back onto your path and then obviously from a physical energetic healing standpoint it's a good clear out for sure and so yeah definitely still still open to to work with the medicine and also uh, a concept i suppose that was given by uh, a couple of the guys in ecuador was like oh why why do you work with the medicine so much and the answer was like it's not only for for healing and for getting insights and stuff for them is a way of prayer it's like church to be in ceremony with the medicine and singing and praying it's like that's the version of church so i thought that was a really nice way of of framing it is like not necessarily going in with the a request of i need to heal this i need to learn this but just to be with the medicine and sing and pray and uh, have that as kind of like your communion mm, yeah beautiful and i guess that's how, why you would have so many people returning to your sound healings as well right that service for the soul they want to come back and just lift any weight they've picked up from the week or the month and just feel lighter as they walk out how often do you do your sound healings now uh, well, at the moment, uh, I suppose the last few months, because I, I had it booked in and I was needing to save some money, I was being flat out with the outdoor ed work. Um, and so really as moving into 2024, uh, like in the process of, yeah, setting up a few different places to continue. So there's a lot of it that's in the works in the moment. Mm-hmm. Awesome. One on one sessions, uh, yeah, can be booked at any time. Yeah. And Mike is in Victoria for anyone who doesn't know. Um, so, do you want to just give people a little bit of a description about sound healings, why they work, what frequencies they tap into, and what they do to the body? Yeah. Um, so, that's, yeah, it's a big. It's a big question. <laughs> Break it down however you like. Give us whatever feels right. Um, I suppose on you can break it down into the beautiful thing about sound and how it works is is a holistic modality that doesn't just work on the physical. It's the physical, the mental, emotional, the spiritual. Uh, on the physical note, I'd say. Uh, there's obviously some physiological effects. It can uh, boost our immune system, improve blood circulation, uh, blood pressure. It can 
shift us from our sympathetic nervous system into our parasympathetic nervous system. And so the sympathetic nervous system being our fight and flight response um, and just the nature of uh, our nervous systems haven't really caught up with our modern styles of living. And so essentially the way that they have evolved is that we're we're always functioning in our parasympathetic nervous system, our rest and digest, where uh, our body is doing its own healing, the metabolism, the sexual libido, and then say a lion jumps out and then boom, it kicks us into the sympathetic nervous system. Uh, there's pumps of adrenaline, cortisol, blood kind of gets concentrated. Our bodies tense out and get ready to either fight it or run away. And then the idea is like we get away, we're safe, and then we come back into the parasympathetic nervous system. But in the, our modern day, it's not so much a lion jumping out. It might be uh, an assignment that's due, an exam that's coming up, uh, fallout with your partner, email from your boss. And what happens is we kind of get stuck kind of half on and half off. Uh, analogy that's good is like, if you see the parasympathetic nervous system as the brake, the sympathetic is the accelerator. If you were to drive a car with both of them down, eventually the car is going to break. And so essentially that's kind of what happens to us when we get burnt out, stressed out. So sounds really good at shifting us back into that parasympathetic nervous system. And when you look at how many of our illnesses and chronic illnesses are psychosomatic and due to stress, it's quite a lot. So even just that in and of itself of de-stressing has a monumental effect on our physiology. Uh, and for like our immune system, is if you think of like neuropeptides, they're the molecules of emotion. Um, and they're the key to the to the lock of the receptors on our cell mem membranes. Um, and so through shifting into the parasympathetic nervous system and having a nice flow of these neuropeptides, which um, turn on all of our immune response, is our body's ability to heal itself, to fight off bacteria, uh, viruses, uh, yeah, just to, to stay healthy could probably, without going into too much detail, but there is a lot of studies to show the physiological effects that sound can do. And uh, I suppose one of the more important things is the production of nitric oxide. So nitric oxide is pretty much important for all of our main organ systems. Uh, and when our nervous system is in tune, functioning how it should be, and we're in our parasympathetic nervous system, uh, our vascular nerve and immune cells release nitric oxide in a cycle that's called puffing. It's a six minute cycle of three minutes increasing, spiking, and then three minutes coming down. And what that does is essentially allows all of our bodily functions to work properly, our metabolism, our ability to digest food, the libido, the vitality of our cells. Uh, one of the main 
cells that release nitric oxide are endothelial cells, which without getting too technical, is the endothelium is the innermost layer of our blood vessels. And so when they are releasing nitric oxide, how they should, <clears throat> our blood vessels and everything are nice and pliable and elastic and allow the blood to flow. And so when we have uh, like our immune response, our white blood cells and platelets that are flowing through, they're breaking down and attacking, uh, <clears throat> attacking uh, bacteria, viruses, free radicals. But when we're stressed through emotional stress, trauma, and our nervous system's not in tune, and this huffing cycle is compromised, uh, that endothelium becomes hard and sticky. And so our white blood cells and our platelets kind of get stuck to that and they don't flow and it compromises our immune system. And so even just that in itself of through instruments, particularly certain tuning forks, we can spike that production of nitric oxide, uh, but even through our own sounds. So there's studies that show the benefit of humming. So through the practice of humming, we can uh, increase the production of nitric oxide in our nasal cavity. Uh, and so in a nutshell, really sound helps us to restore balance and harmony to just the natural biological rhythms and processes in the body. So if you use like an analogy, you can imagine our body like an orchestra and all of our cells uh, and organs are all playing their own part. And then when something's out of harmony, out of tune, is like the violinist losing their sheet music and it's playing slightly out of tune. And then that starts to affect the other people around them. And then through resonance by providing the body an array of different frequencies, uh, which is a beautiful thing about metal symbols is they put out lots of different tones and overtones, but then also using a whole bunch of different uh, instruments, you can provide the body that resonant frequency that it needs to pull the part of your body that was out of harmony, out of tune, back in harmony through resonance. It's like kind of giving the sheet music back. I'm just absorbing all that info. That was a lot of info and so good to hear. I love when we like mix up <laughs> things that I just know because it just makes sense to me with the factual science and really hear about like what it is doing to the body on that like cellular physical level. I think for me, like it just comes down to like we are energy, right? So when the frequencies are around us, like it's changing our energy and I've felt so many beautiful sensations in a sound healing, like warmth, tingling, like, oh, I just love like the different feelings you can create. Have you seen any like real big shifts that you can pinpoint um, that someone's told you about their experience with that physical change? Um, yeah, it's hard to think back of like a specific physical one. There's one that comes to mind, um, that was a purely a physical thing. I did a one-on-one -on -one session with a girl while I was in Mexico and the next day that she sent me a message and said that she just got her period for like the first time in three or four years. And so that 
there'd been some sort of blockage or some something that wasn't quite right there. So through whatever reason, the science, the balls were able to correct that in some way. And so to, yeah, so let's come back to that tagline of restoring the natural uh, balance and harmony in the body. Mm, that's incredible. It must have real shifted like a blockage in like her root chakra or like some kind of stagnant energy there. Yeah, that's so good. Wow. Um, so what is the instrument I saw on your Instagram? I've got a crystal singing triangle, but yours was like all these triangles in one. It's a Merkaba. A Merkaba. A Merkaba. Yes. Okay, I will remember that. I'll put it on my wish list because I was like, wow, I've just got a triangle. I thought that was cool, but this is like heaps in one. Um, and then, yeah, you got the singing bowls. I have a crystal one. You mentioned about like the metal. So you prefer metal ones just for like the frequency they put out? Well, it depends. Uh, for, uh, I like them both. Um, I think they both have their place. Uh, if it's a small, intimate, uh, sound bath. I love to use the the metal singing bowls. It's just the, for instance, the one that you came to Dragon Dreaming, where it's quite big and quite open, uh, without microphones and stuff. Is uh, the sound doesn't carry as much. Uh, whereas the crystal singing bowls, they carry all the way. But mm-hmm. I use the metal singing bowls in the one-on-one sessions because they get placed on the body as well. And like I was saying, it's, uh, as far as in the one-on-one sessions and trying to offer the body uh, the biggest array of different frequencies and overtones. Uh, and the beautiful thing about the metal ones is if you were to get a tuner into tune, uh, a metal singing bowl, is it'll have all of the peaks of the the notes that are present and obviously the main peak will be the main note so you could say all right this ball is a c but it has all of the other frequencies in there as well whereas a crystal singing ball is just has the one mm-hmm. it's the, the one frequency and so uh yeah i like them both and use them in different ways yeah awesome what other personal practices do you do on the daily uh when i've got time yes <laughs> Uh, is uh, I try to do a meditation in the morning as soon as I wake up and then uh, in the evening before I go to bed. Uh, also, like to incorporate coherent breathing. Um, sometimes I'll use even the coherent breathing as my meditation. Coherent breathing is essentially just slowing your breathing rate down to about five and a half to six breaths per minute. Uh, and what they've been able to show is that that has a profound effect on our nervous system. And, uh, one of the most best ways of reading our stress levels in our nervous system is through our heart rate variability. Uh, and so that when we inhale, our heart speeds up a little bit, and when we exhale, it slows down a little bit. And the, the gap between that is our HIV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can see... Uh, when someone gets hooked up to the machine where their HRV is, is just all these peaks. And then someone who's super stressed or triggered, there will be very uh, exaggerated peaks. But then after about 15 to 
20 minutes of coherent breathing, it turns into a perfect sine wave. It's like uh, our nervous system, our hearts and our brains and all of our systems become coherent. It's, it's called coherent breathing. Uh, yeah, you can, you can definitely use that as a meditation as well. It's like there's, if you go onto YouTube, you can find uh, a lot of videos that have chimes that will go off or when you want to be at your peak inhale and then exhale. And so really, you don't need a count or anything. You're just focusing on the bells and that in itself is, is a great meditation. Also, uh, throw in some pranayama uh, yoga practice that I, I'm currently using. Uh, it's called the Tri Dosha series. Uh, it is a series of yoga that comes from traditional tantra, the, from the Kaula school in tantra. It's pretty much based on Ayurveda. And it is a set series of asana that is designed to, uh, yes, yeah, bring your whole system into the balance. Mm -hmm. So yeah, okay. try to do that. Try well. dosha yoga. I'm going to give that one a go because I actually am a try dosha in Ayurveda. So that would be cool to do. <laughs> Awesome. All right. So we've talked about, you know, uh, ayahuasca, talked about sound healings. I feel like that's a real good, like, start for people who want to dive deeper into that. What would you say you are working towards in, in your sound healing journey at the moment or your plant medicine journey at the moment? Like, what are your goals for the next coming years in terms of, like, um, Anaya Wellness, your business? Uh, yeah, so this month that I've had off, I've had the opportunity to sit down and kind of map out uh, a plan of where I want to go. And uh, a big component of that is uh, a workshop that, uh, yeah, I run with Elle, who met at Dragon Dreaming, which is uh, it's essentially a breathwork uh, workshop working with the modality is BBTRS, Biodynamic Breathwork and Trauma Release System. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, a breathwork session with an integrative sound journey at the end of it. Um, so we're in the process of, yeah, putting things together. We started uh, at the beginning of last year and ran a few workshops and, yeah, it was going really well. And then I went overseas and she went overseas and then we've kind of uh, come back and now we're, yeah, currently putting things into place to, to really commit to that. Um, so we're putting a lot of focus on that. And then also of just offering, uh, yeah, building a nice balance between running group workshops and one-on-one. -on -one. And so another modality that I've recently added to the toolkit is myofascial energetic release. Uh, and so that's essentially deep body work, working on the fascia to not only treat chronic pain, but to help release trauma holding patterns in the body. Mm -hmm. Essentially the same goal as what BBTRS is looking to do, you can also do with body work, just the body work. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, finding also offerings of where combining the different modalities of whether it's uh, starting with a immersion flowing into a sound healing or starting with the breath and finish with the body work with the breath into the sound because all three of the modalities are very uh, synergistic they're very complementary and 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so really, um, yeah, probably looking into doing some more festivals with Elle. Will you be at Esoteric? Uh, no, undecided. undecided. Undecided? I will be there. Get yourself a ticket. I think it will be so good. So if you can yeah. make it, yeah. Well, I haven't been, but everyone at Dragon Dreamy I talked to was like, yeah, it's like esoteric, la, 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 and they just kept referencing it, and I was like, all right, I got to go, I got to go. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm so excited for that because I just left Dragon Dreaming so recharged because, like you said, it wasn't just about um, taxing us and stressing our body. It was so complementary with everything, you know, you could get – a nice elixir of like a cow and chill with your friends on a rug you could go to a sound healing start the day with yoga then you could also party if you wanted to like it was so well balanced in what you could do and it was just constantly like giving out your energy then recharging it again giving out your energy and recharging it again all the people were so amazing and they just got it right like they were all on this journey of wanting to know more about themselves and reflecting on who they are and giving the best that they could like so many people came up to me and um were like how are you going like introduced themselves and I remember this one girl came up to this guy and offered him water when I was like walking past him I was like oh that's so sweet like just such kind acts of care and yeah the food was amazing everything was just so great so they had David Attenborough playing on the um like screen at night and I found that hilarious <laughs> me and Kyle were in there for a while just like zoning yeah. out like coming out of a trip like watching David Attenborough like this is great (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. so I'm very excited for that but good luck with all your adventures and your workshop it's going to be amazing once it's out there and I know the people who need it for their next level of growth will find that workshop and yeah thank you so much for coming on I will have all of Mike's like Instagram do you have anything else you wanted to put under there you're just your Instagram's cool or anywhere else they can find you? Uh, yeah, they can put the Instagram and the Facebook Instagram. page. Well. Yeah. yeah, awesome. That sounds great. Well, I'll let you go and get back to your, your day. Do you have anything else planned for the day today? Uh, I might watch a little bit of the cricket. <laughs> oh, really? You're a cricket fan? Yeah, and then yeah. back to... Yeah, back in planning, putting things in place for the year ahead. Yeah, amazing. All right, thank you so much. Enjoy the cricket and enjoy your day. All right, thank you.